think I think now I want to I want to get into I want to try out a new a little new segment with you. I'm going to call it call it Bop or Straight Dumpster Fire. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through some recent new releases. We're going to play a little snippet of it, and then I want your initial thoughts on what you think think of that song, whether it's a pop, am, or a hot dumpster fire. I am so in for this. You have no idea. Hit me. Where do we start? <laughs> let's uh, let's go to Playboy Cardi, and at me, at May, at May, at May. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Here we go. Playboy Cardi's at May. Bop or dumpster fire. I'm going to stop right there. That's a fucking dumpster fire. That's awful. <laughs> Why does it sound like a fucking nine-year-old is rapping at me? So you, you think it's a nine-year-old? It sounds like a child. It sounds like a child is. That's not what. That's not what Playboy Cardi actually. I don't know who this is or what they sound so, like. What they're supposed to sound like. But that's not would, it, right? I would guess the only song that you would know by him maybe is Magnolia because it was just a. Uh, it was a super hit. But, right. Uh, yeah. You, you could you could play it and jump to the middle real quick. Just to, you'll you'll know instantly. No, I've never heard this person before, and I'm actually very grateful because both these songs suck balls. So you are you are right about one of those things. <laughs> Mag, Mag, Magnolia, Magnolia is gonna it's it's gonna go down. It's gonna have an it. It has a jersey in the rafters. Magnolia wow. it does numbers, it does bars. It's insane. It, it brought Pierre Bourne onto the scene, who's a great, great producer, great, great maker of beats. That's not what we're talking about, though. Magnolia, people, if you love Playboy Cardi, that's the Playboy Cardi you should listen to. This new Playboy Cardi, the at May Playboy Cardi, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> he, it, he, he does this voice. That he calls, you know, people on the internet call it uh, a baby voice. And he normally does it to like highlight certain parts or kind of switch up his flow. His voice normally sounds like it did there on, on Magnolia. Uh, but for some reason on at may, he was like, whoever was in the studios with him is just like, yeah, you should just do that voice the whole time because it's awesome. Yeah. That's not, and that's not the good, that's not good advice. That's not what I'm here for. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to listen to the beat. Even the beat, the beat feels like it doesn't want me to listen to the song either. Like it's actively like, what what is this? It's like a a kindergarten like playground type sound. Yeah, it, it sounds like a kid's song. <clears throat> it sounds like it sounds like now this is what I call rap the kids version kids bop. It's kids bop, but with rap. Yeah, man. Uh, I I don't I don't know, but the reason that he's on the list and the reason that it's important is that folks have been waiting for new Playboy Cardi since the release of his last album, which I think was like spring of twenty eighteen. Uh, he has an album that's that's supposed to be coming out called Whole Lot of Red, uh, but it seems like he has a lot of problems with everything that he puts out being leaked on him. Um, like just he like gets it halfway done and someone puts it out there uh, again with the the leak economy not being super structured. Yeah. Um, 
but people have been highly anticipating this whole lot of red album um and the reason that they're highly anticipating is that playboy cardi similar to similar to kanye but maybe at like a lesser scale is kind of like a cultural zeitgeist he, he he's able to introduce new things and propel the sound in a different direction when hmm. when he came out with magnolia he he had a completely different flow and then basically like that that song was monumental it was gigantic it was playing everywhere and we saw rappers like drake we saw rappers like uh i, I want to say migos I, I, a lot of people on the scene were just stealing his type of flow and like incorporating it into their sound and then they take it a step further and they start using the producer that he has uh, pierre born who starts making beats for everybody so that i feel like kind of cemented him as this guy that pushes the sound forward uh and as somebody that you need to pay attention to because whether you like this baby voice or not it's it's probably an indicator of where certain things especially this this line of rap is potentially going hmm. um I, I don't know. He's just there before. Like he probably sees something that we don't see or, or is trying something, you know, that that we're not open to right now, but entirely possible in a year or two, everyone's going to be like, shit, that, that was it. That was the, that was, that was it chief, you know, mm, I don't know. Is it, it chief though? <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think it's definitely like times like this where I'm just like, Oh, maybe I'm aging out. <laughs> right. Maybe I need to, maybe I'm an old head because I, I don't get it. I love the visuals. The visuals look super sick. Like that album cover or whatever single cover looks really cool. The the music video they put out for it was super dope. But the the quality of song makes it very hard to be on board yeah. with it. I'm going to go with Dumpster Fire, dude. Hey, I agree. <laughs> so I don't know. Is there a scoring system with this new segment? Yeah, just it's it's straight Dumpster Fire. All right. So it, it, is, it is three Dumpster Fires out of four Dumpster Fires. <laughs> Let's uh, let's go with Wiz Khalifa's "Still Wiz" for our next one. All right, here we go. Wiz Khalifa, is it? Yeah, here we go. I'm gonna stop it right there. What's your take? That's that. That ain't it. That ain't it. His no, no. Because I, I, the the only good part about that is the beat, and the beat is way better in the hands of Dre and M. It's right. way better in their hands. Right. It's it's, man. A lot. I would say probably, probably since 2014. When whenever. I'm trying to think of when his last album came out that I was like, man, Wiz has still got it. it I think it might have been 2012, honestly. If I look at ONIFC, that was probably the last time I was really like here for whatever Wiz Khalifa had to say. Uh, 
but yeah, th- this was a new album. He has so many new albums that I just kind of lost track. But this one popped up because he does sample still Dre. Um, and, you know, for me, listening to him rap over still Dre was like a glimmer of like, oh, wow, he can still kind of do his thing. It's it's still not to like the level of like Cabin Fever or or, um, or Rolling Papers, but it's it's more listenable than anything else that has came out from him in the last three years, in my opinion. Um, but you know, whatever that album cover is, is something. <laughs> the yeah, it's of like stained, stained glass photo of his face. Kind of sort of, I, I felt like he, he got the, the clearance to use the beat and he was just like, I got to rap probably my best rap I've rapped in a long time <laughs> to justify using this. Yeah. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be one, one dumpster fire out of four. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a half bop. I give it a half bop. Half bop. The bop in there is actually just listening to Still Dre. That's the bop. Yeah, and and speaking of uh Still Dre, and this isn't really like on our list to like compare because it's like certified bop, but uh Dr. Dre's The Chronic is now available on all streaming platforms. So Fantastic. Yeah, man. It 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 I haven't noticed because I have it like saved to my Apple Music library, but you know, it's up there now. You can go listen to it if you if you can if you haven't listened to it you should probably do it. Um, last last one here I think is uh, the baby. Do you know anything about the baby? I know that you spell his name D A baby. Yeah, but that's, that's it. That's, that's all I know about him. About oh, him. I also know he has a huge dick. He has a huge dick, right? Does I, the I baby have a big I, dick? I I know that it like leaked. There was pictures that leaked, but I never saw them, and I never heard any comments about it. So I don't know. That's all. That's the only thing I've heard about him. The only thing I've heard about him is that he has a huge dick. <laughs> huge. God. Staggeringly large. But well, I haven't. I don't know. I'm, I'm not about to Google it to find out. So you you would put his dick down as a bop. Four bops for the baby dick. <laughs> <laughs> The baby dick is not a phrase that I'm comfortable with. <laughs> so, so I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the baby. Uh, I really like the song "Sugar." I like the song "Toes." Um, I like the song "Vibes." Um, what I don't like, or at least I don't, I don't want to influence your opinion on any of these songs. But I'm not a big fan of this new album. There's just nothing that's that's jumping out to me. Um, I think, I think the link is probably what we want to do. As you can see, the link. Okay. The, this this album is like somehow he made this quick enough to where he could kind of appropriate the current pandemic of things. So he's wearing a mask and in 95, it looks like on the cover of the album uh, and the music video that he put out for it so far, which I think have I, I have linked here. Uh, no, I don't have the music video linked. There's a music video out there where he's like, uh, <laughs> like sanitizing everything. They're spraying hand sanitizer, oh doing the lotion thing. It's obnoxious. This is probably the best one for me. Off the new one. I pull up. Self in the kitchen. Let's go. Brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car. With a pistol on my hip like I'm a cop. Have you ever met a real nigga rock star? This ain't no guitar, bitch, this a clock. My Glock told me to promise you gon' squeeze me. It's 
safe to say I earned it, ain't a nigga gave me nothing. I'm ready to hop out on a nigga, get the bus. Know you heard me say you play, you late, don't make me push the butt. Full of pain, dropped enough tears to fill up a fucking buck. Going for buckets, I bought a chopper. I got a big drum and hold a hundred. Going for nothing, I'm ready to air it out on all these niggas. I can see I'm running. She talked to my mom, she hit me on FaceTime just to check up on me and my brother. I'm really the baby, she know that the youngest son was always guaranteed to get the money. Okay, let's go. She know that the baby boy was always guaranteed to get the loot. She know what I do, she know if I run from a nigga, I'ma pull it out and shoot. PTSD, I'm always waking up a cold sweats like I got the flu. My daughter a G, she saw me kill a nigga in front of her before the age of two. And I'll kill another nigga too. Before I let another nigga do something to you. As long as you know that, don't let nobody tell you different, daddy love you. Let's go. All right. I'm going to certify that a bop. Yes. I knew we had yeah. one. I knew we had yeah. one in there. That is, that's, that is, uh, that's sort of, that's a certified bop. Yeah. Hey, you're not washed. That's what that means. You're not washed. <laughs> you're not an old man yet. Hey, I, I feel like we agreed. We went, we went three for three. You and I agreeing on, on what was good and what was not good. Yes. Yes. Now we could be wrong, but it doesn't matter because. You, you're not on the show, so if you think we're wrong, start another show and say we're wrong. <laughs> That's yeah, the man. best advice. If we think you're wrong, if you think we're wrong, start your own damn podcast. So, so this song's <laughs> this song's a good sign for the baby because up until now, like everyone's just like this guy's good, but he sounds exactly the same on every song. He has the same exact flow, does the same exact thing, and it works right now. But if he doesn't start to develop or do something different. We're going to move past the sound and he's going to be left behind. And this song is the first one where he's like, hey, guys, I can also rap a little bit fast, a.k.a. I can talk fast while the beats play. <laughs> and he does that and it and it works. It works. He just has like a such a distinct voice and, and the way it sounds um, over almost any beat, whatever production he's picking, he's like figured it out. And he's like, this sounds good to most people's ears. And he just does that. He does a lot of it. His his workflow is is insane the amount that he's put out since the time that he came onto the scene is obnoxious it's it's hard to keep up with damn but yeah uh i think i think the the, the bop or dumpster fire segment is over how do you feel i feel good about it i feel like we should do it on the reg because that was solid <laughs> yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll keep them coming uh so let's go ahead and kind of dive into the the meat and potatoes of the show and i'll start things off here and you know, kind of in a different direction. Um, but talking about Mike Dean. So Mike Dean put out his first solo album. Now, is Mike Dean something that sounds familiar to you? Uh, Mike Williams? No, that's not it. Uh, why would Mike Dean sound familiar to me? I don't know. So Mike Dean should sound familiar to you because he's been a part of pretty much every Kanye West project since I think think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy wow um, really he is generally one of the guys that mixes and masters uh yay's albums or at least some of the songs um he is also the cat that basically make made you know help travis scott discover his sound is like he's the guy that's just like these beats are what travis scott should rap over this is how he should sound and he kind of like built that type of thing right um so that that alone should be a reason why you know him but he's also the guy that's playing like the live keyboard and the live guitar uh for for kanye during his shows he also has been on tour with travis scott he was on the watch the throne tour um the the cat the cat's involved with a lot of stuff that you like wow um, 
I think okay. I think his most notable or not mo- most noticeable, but uh, most obvious, most obvious uh, uh, contributions to Kanye uh, to Kanye's sound are everything from the Yeezus album. Like that sound that you know the on site uh, blood on the leaves. Like that is distinctly like a Mike Dean sound. Oh, so he he did he like produces. He like yeah. he's like a he like does a lot of the production on it, not just instrument work, but like straight up production work. Correct. And on is it the song that has uh, Rick Ross on it? Shit. Why am I blanking? Devil in a New Dress. The guitar yeah. solo, the guitar yeah. solo and Devil in a New Dress, I believe, is Mike Dean. Oh, wow. OK. All right. <laughs> All right. So now now you're starting to paint a picture. So you're saying I should be listening to this guy. All right. So Mike Dean exists. Yeah. So he's a, he looks like an old white guy. He is an old white guy and he loves Perfect. weed. He loves weed so much that he named his first solo album 420 and released it on 420. You got to love it. He, you know what he kind of looks like? He looks like uh, someone that should be uh, hanging out with Henry Rollins. <laughs> like, he does look they like, look like someone... they could be best friends. <laughs> he looks like, yeah, he's got a look to him for sure. But uh, yeah, man, he's, he's something else. And apparently uh, he was behind uh, Sicko Mode and Mercy. Yeah. And uh, N Words in Paris. N Words in Paris. I don't even know if I could say it, but that's cool. Yeah. N Words in Paris. Friends and family in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah, man. So so 420 came out and this is because he doesn't rap or he doesn't sing or anything. It's just all instrumentals. Um, But it's a lot. There's a lot of songs here. I haven't honestly made it all the way through it, but from what I have listened to, it's like really good. If you like that type of sound, you'll you'll be on board. Let's go uh, Fifth Day Part. I think it might be eight. Was was a good? I mean, they're all good. They all sound similar, but that one in particular. Here we go. It sounds electronic and experimental. Yeah. I dig yeah. it. That's how I'd sum it up. It's it's very good like working music, right? Like if you're just doing some busy work on your laptop, it's great. Cleaning the house music, baking music, top notch. There's rises, there's valleys. It's dope. Um, 
but yeah, that that's available. Um, I'd recommend it. I'm going to spend a little bit more time with it um, before I can like put any like recommendations on like what's what tracks. But I'd say that whole fifth day, uh, part one through part ten there, it's good. It's good. It's good. I mean, this is a long album. It's an, it's an hour and a half long. It's thirty songs. Like there's there's a lot here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's whatever. But uh, yeah, this this is this is good. You know what this is? We're gonna use this as a transition because because Mike Dean works with Kanye West. Kanye West, okay. as you know, is the 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 main protagonist of this show. We we try to avoid it every episode, but damn it. Every time Kanye West gets mentioned, I don't care. I don't care. Kanye is the Kanye is the the center around which this show spins. Kanye is the fabric that holds all of us together. We may be apart during the pandemic, but rest assured, there's Kanye West keeping us all together. But yeah, (laughs) no, no, it's a it's a transition because what I want what I want to talk about and the main thing I wanted to talk about this episode is uh, a little band called Vampire Weekend. And I say little band, but they're they're a decent sized band, and they've won two Grammys, uh, both their last efforts that they've put out, uh, Modern Vampires of the City, and Father of the Bride. Uh, you know, six years between the two of them, both of them won the best album of the year for um, for I believe indie music, or whatever huh. that whatever that is, alternative, alternative, not indie. Um, but yeah, yeah, Vampire Weekend. Uh, they were super big when I was in college, but I didn't I didn't really subscribe to them because I was just like, okay, first of all, really cool name, Vampire Weekend, sounds dope. Uh, really cool visuals, like the album covers look sick. It looks like a Tumblr mood board. Yeah. Um, totally up for it, but I put on their song. I believe like the big song then was like uh, Di- Diana or Diane. Diane Young, is that it? Yeah, I put that on, and like I was instantly like, "Oh, I don't need this white boy shit. Get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it came out, and I was just like, uh, "This isn't for me." That I don't know. Like, I wasn't in the right, right place in my development as a human being to accept that deep down, deep down in my soul, I'm uh, I'm a hipster. And is, is there and any song of bands. theirs? Is there any song of theirs I would recognize? Well, I recognize the name of the band, but I don't know if I, I recognize any of their songs. Well, judging by 200 million listens, you would reckon, <laughs> recognize right. a punk. All right, let's listen. Let's see, let's see if I recognize that. Oh. <laughs> this fucking band. Yeah, I can see why you you would think that you wouldn't want to listen to these guys. It sounds right. like sounds very different from from uh, from what you'd yeah. This band, I've see that's crazy because I've heard this song a million times, and yet Magnolia has like another two hundred million listens on top of it, and I've never heard that song. <laughs> Magnolia Magnolia has the benefit of being born and bred in the streaming age. A punk was like radio still, like most people. Yeah, yeah. A lot like it was still rare to have like a Spotify or Apple Music subscription. Yes, well, it's two thousand eight. So right. it would be very difficult to have a Spotify <laughs> subscription. Seeing as it didn't exist. Um, yeah. So that that's what's going on there. Also, uh, I think the reason I really missed the buck with Vampire Weekend in college is in 2013 when they released like this pinnacle of their albums at the time, probably the best best selling album that they had, Modern Vampires of the City. 
uh, a little album called Jesus had came out. And I was so far up Kanye West's butthole that <laughs> I didn't listen to anything else. So we had we had Jesus that year. We also had nothing was the same, I believe, the year prior or maybe earlier that year or maybe 2014. Mm-hmm. Whatever it has to do, like my playlist consisted of like Big Sean, Kanye West and Drake. And that was it ran explicitly on repeat all of their albums i had no time to be bothered with different sounding things nothing no no time especially none of this white boy shit you're right <laughs> but i think if i would have gave the song step a listen if i would have gave the song step a listen i would have i would have been down all right it's- this is this is step well I, don't, I haven't heard that i definitely haven't heard this one every time i see you in the world you always step to my girl wait no, I definitely have heard this song. So wait, is there a cover of this song? I feel like I've heard that song, but it's been a little I feel, different. I feel like you just heard this song and like it was probably in a movie. Maybe. It, huh. It's a it's a big song. That that is that is a big song. That's another song. I didn't think I would recognize it, but I recognize it now. I feel like maybe I recognize a lot of these songs, and because this is this is music that is like similar to at least a little bit to songs that I listened to a lot in the past like ten years. So so that's what that's what I'm finding for myself because so let, let's go ahead and fast forward from from College Chase and and the hiatus that they took. They were they were gone. They put out Modern Vampires of the City 2013. And then they just like straight up just disappeared. They're like, all right, sit, folks. We want our Grammy. And uh, this guy's going to leave the band. And uh, I think we're just going to walk the earth because, you know, we did it. We done we done did it. We went to the pinnacle of that sound that we were doing, executed at the top notch. And still, a lot of people don't appreciate us. So we're just top of the morning round, <laughs> you know. Fast forward to last year, 2019. They put out an album called uh, Father of the Bride. And that came out on May 3rd, a day before my birthday. I feel like there's some signs here. <laughs> there's a sign. And generally what they had done with their albums before that is they kept them kind of neat and tight. Uh, not a whole lot of songs on them. Uh, with this one, they went with a double album experience. Um, as I mentioned, they had, uh, let, me, let me see what his name is here. I don't want to get it wrong. They had they had one cat that left their, left their band who was like pretty, pretty critical their, to their sound during that time. Um, he left the band and, you know, some other things that happened with them that kind of, kind of put them in the space to just start making a different sound, different music, right? It's, it's almost like they, they reached the, the full extent of what they were trying to experiment or what they were trying to like put across to the world with modern vampires of the city. And then they're like, kind of bored. They're like, Hey, like, you know, what's the, what's the point of this? Like, we gotta, you know, we're artists. We kind of have to figure out what's next and you know push ourselves to be the best version of that of whatever that happens to be right um so father of the bride comes out um i missed it entirely because at that point i wasn't a vampire weekend fan so i had no idea that it even came out uh jump to january of this year i think it was january of this year because they didn't make my my apple music top played list mm-hmm. uh, somehow some way I believe I was listening to a fashion podcast um, and Ezra, Ezra, um, 
Ezra, the the Koenig, the lead singer of the band, the leader of the band, uh, was on a podcast that I listened to, and he just sounded like a really interesting dude. But he was from Vampire Weekend, and I remembered listening to Vampire Weekend in college and being like, this isn't for me. But he sounded like a really interesting cat, you know, like he was just saying stuff and kind of had like a very similar like life perspective on things. I, I like identified with him, right? And I was like, man, you know, it'd be cool as if I like their music because I bet I would really dig this dude and be a big fan if I like their music. But it's just not for me. It's just not for me. But based off that episode alone, I was just like, I got I to gotta give their new album a listen. Maybe it's different. And holy shit holy shit it was like one of the it was one of the best decisions i've made this year you know like wow it, that's it strong is, that's a strong that's a strong endorsement it, it is it's so good because you you know me and you know that i'm a big national fan yeah right but national you can't you can't really like vibe with unless you're ready to be sad correct but I love that sound. I love that it's like this whole like, you know, we're taking different sounds, blending them together and like creating this. I also love Primus and the Claypool Linen Delirium, you know, bands that are all about like jamming, kind of going off script and doing different stuff and, you know, just kind of playing to their heart's content. Right. This this album is like a perfect fusion of that uniqueness from both those bands but put in a way that makes you happy and excited to live. This is, this is father of the <laughs> bride dude. Like you put it on and instantly, instantly I'm in a better mood. So I think, I think we should start with uh whole Janelle featuring uh, Daniel Haim from the, the band, the, the girl, the girl band Haim. Is that how you say their name? Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that, that's how you, that's how that, she's from that band yeah, called Haim. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Here's the song. Hold you now. I know the reason why you think you gotta leave. Promises of future glory don't make a case for me. I did my best and all the rest is hidden by the clouds. I can't carry you forever, but I can hold you now. Leave it now. I can see why I can see why this is good, happy, like indie folk music. That's what it sounds like, at least. I don't know. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Wait, there's a there's a sample that's coming in that's gonna be like what in this song? All right, why pause? Let's let's see who's But I can hold you now. That sounds uh, like something Kanye would do. 
Dude, that Good. that that is almost spot on what Kanye would do. <laughs> that sounds it, it, that's like if Kanye helped produce a folk indie song, that's that's exactly what would happen. That's uh that's a sample from a Hans Zimmer uh soundtrack. Is it really? Yeah, I'm trying to find the movie right now that it's from, but I'm not I'm not having good success. That's that's not you know, it's bad research on my part here. Um I should have wrote it down. It's from uh the thin red line. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie, but you know, Hans Zimmer, Dark Knight, uh, Inception, Interstellar, fixed, Inception, certified yeah, yeah. bop, certified Last bop Samurai, maker. Last Absolutely. Samurai. Um, yeah. So like, that's just kind of unprecedented. Uh, and it's kind of like the way that the song's structured, it just stops. And then like, there's, there's a point in it where he's like, it stops and he's just like, all right. And then it <laughs> plays again. And then at the end of the song, it's like, okay. And then it, it moves into Harmony Hall, which is the uh, the first first single, I believe, from this album. Uh, super good song as well. Um, but I brought up the transition between uh, Mike Dean and Kanye West uh, and Vampire Weekend because uh, some crazy things happened in that six year hiatus that kind of led to them going from this from that that sound that you heard on Step and that sound that you heard on A Punk into this more folky indie uh experimentation sound that they have a lot of influences coming into one um you know as i mentioned uh homeboy one of the homeboys that was like a main part of the band uh walked away was doing his own projects uh ezra uh the lead of the band and really kind of the 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 for the forefront you know the person that's like it's his vision that is vampire weekend right mm-hmm. uh you know took on some side projects and one of those side projects happened to be uh you know sitting in rooms and helping people produce and uh, work on new albums. And one of those albums that he sat in on during uh, was the, the life of Pablo uh, sessions. So he was, yeah. So he was actually in the room with Kanye uh, uh, talk, you know, trying to work, work on new songs, right? Like they were trying to make a song together and it's, it's, it's nuts. Right. But he said that uh, one of the influences on this album was basically how Kanye would bring, so many people into the studio right like he was basically using people like instruments like all right i want ty dollar sign's voice for this i want uh mike dean's guitar for this i need travis scott's uh, ad libs here you know and blending all this stuff together he saw how that worked and he was like i'm gonna fucking do that for my album that's super cool <laughs> right that's awesome uh, it's 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 really it's really cool um so, and like you hear him tell the story and it's like very earnest. It's not very much. He's not like dropping Kanye's name to be like, I'm, I hung out with Kanye West. He's like saying like, no, this is just how I did it. That's one of the best guys at doing it. Obviously I'm going to take some of his traits. Right. Um, so yeah, super, super cool. And he it opened him up to like this experimentation uh, and not be too worried about like what the critical review of the album is. Um, yeah. So, so big props big props for that i love when uh i love when there's sort of like the combination of two things that seem to be very very disparate like they wouldn't go well together but uh that's really interesting to see like the kanye production ethos being applied to like an acoustic folk album feel so so another another thing that came up during during this podcast or during this interview with with ezra is uh people are like well after they mentioned the kanye thing they're like well that means that there's probably like 
photos of you guys like hanging out, right? Like there's a photo that exists of Ezra and Kanye West probably sitting somewhere, right? Or, or at least working together. And Ezra's like, yeah, there's definitely one photo because as soon as we got there, some reporter was just like, oh, you guys had uh, two of the best albums of 2013, Yeezus and, and uh, Modern Vampires of the City. You guys should take a picture together. And they just took like a really weird awkward photo together because it's just kind of like oh yeah you pointed out this thing that neither one of us remembers because it was six years ago (laughs) (laughs) damn dude Uh, that's wild yeah it's super cool um i think i think a good example of him taking influences from one place that don't make sense and bringing them into his into his uh, album making process is the song this life so we can throw this life on and then i'll i'll share a little bit about it that's a very happy sounding song with a very strange lyrical combination yeah it's like a a weird juxtaposition like it's upbeat it's happy we're on a road trip this is sick i love it we're going across america this is great and then it's like this weird like clashing clashing lyrics about you've been cheating on me and i've been cheating on you and i've been cheating through this whole life uh and in particular that that line right there is actually from um do you remember the the song tuesday by i love mckinnon no um i do not man that's crazy so he was like a drake underling i love mckinnon very weird dude that's him You, you got the club going up on a tuesday that's this song oh Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember the song. I remember the song. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I think Katie likes this song a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that song. Got it. So, so I Love McKinnon has another song called Tonight. And Ezra happened to be listening to that song, I guess, quite a bit. And uh, thought that the lyrics of, you know, you've been cheating on me. I've been cheating on you type of type of deal was like super 
just super interesting like that dynamic that two people are like admitting it at the same time he's like fuck it i'm gonna steal those lines verbatim and i'm gonna put it into the song this life and it, and it works it slaps uh the song tonight by i love mckinnon and you can hear like how it was originally like he takes the cadence and everything yeah like he he just takes he takes the flow entirely and slaps it into this this folky country rock song and it and it works so i jump like 20 seconds or so there's no girls like you they don't dance the way that you do but i i think that you should be right here next to me like you said you would that got really personal real fast i got real personal real fast i love mckinnon's like maybe one of the great tragedies of the drake going around and stealing people's flows and then them not becoming anything like that's probably one of the biggest biggest travesties that ever happened like he had he had a lot of potential he was interesting he was weird and he just had like a really cool voice like i wanted to hear more from him but, i wonder uh, what happens to this guy he's hmm. living he's out there living he's thriving he's doing all right he is yeah hopefully he's definitely not worried about drake but uh yeah man so th- this album for me is like just a really cool blend of 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 like a little bit of country, a little bit of folk, a little bit of indie, some definitely some rock parts, uh, some some rap influences, some hip hop influences. It all blends together. I think I think that's maybe why there's like a, a image of the of the globe on the album cover. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like this this whole holistic approach to to making uh, to making music and creating a sound. Um, no idea what the album name means. I. There's no real thread throughout that kind of ties like the father of the bride title to anything. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these songs are about uh, relationship dynamics. There's a lot of these songs are about like uh, existential, like doom and dread type of deal, like a, a global view of like, you know, what the, the apocalypse is in, uh, impending type of deal. Um, and then a, a lot of it's just kind of like, uh, they they just wanted to make a song that kind of jams and the the lyrics don't have a lot of a lot of meaning, um, but yeah, uh, I think some other important things that happened between 2013 and 2019 that made this album sound how it sounds is that this this band was a New York band. They were very much in that that culture in that niche. Um, probably a lot of reasons why they had such great success is you know if you make it in New York as a as a musical act you can make it just about anywhere mm-hmm. and especially if, if new york loves you then you have like a built-in fan base of millions of people um you know it just helps you get more radio play it helps you get everything right uh but during that little six-year gap they at least ezra i don't know if the whole band moved but i know ezra moved from new york to uh california and i think i think you can almost see that like the reflection of like the California type lifestyle reflected in 
and the lyrics and the, how the music's made it just it feels it feels more like if i if i met someone from california versus some, someone from new york i would say oh yeah like you'd probably be into father of the bride whereas if i met someone from new york i'd be like you're probably a modern vampires of the city type of dude right that's really interesting that you can feel the vibe of the music to like a specific place that's a that's like a it's like I, it's like the hallmark of like a really cool and good songwriter that they can get the vibe right like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm sure part of it's intentional, and so part of it's just like he has no control of it. Like you are what you like live and experience, and like if you're expressing yourself, if you're expressing yourself honestly, that's gonna like come through, right? So that is also like another really cool thing. Um, yeah, man, I, I think, I think. Uh, nobody that comes to this album kind of like a punk or or kind of like uh diane young from from their their archive of, of music I, I don't think anyone can come to this album and be like i don't like that song right like you're gonna you're gonna play it and most people like nine out of ten people are gonna be like that's pretty good it's pretty good you know and then there's gonna be a few select people like me that are just like this this is it this is it play this at my <laughs> funeral <laughs> we, we found it um that's yeah, yeah. Also, also cool side note. Did you ever watch? I think I recommended it to you uh, when it came out. Uh, Neo Yokio on Netflix. It was like an no, anime I show. No, I didn't. I didn't watch that. So yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You know, I just send recommendations and you shit on them. It's fine. Uh, no, <laughs> no. So Neo Yokio was like this weird anime show that was all about like fashion and it played off the name from i believe akira right like the city in akira is called neo yokio um and jaden smith was like the main protagonist of it he voiced the main character and it was basically just like a weird elevated version of him living life right he had like an assistant robot that like took care of him he had like a, a girlfriend who like kind of wanted to be with with him but also kind of wanted to die type of deal there was like weird niche references to toblerone like <laughs> it, it was just like a it was just a very i think Jesus and mero were do you know Jesus and mero from Twitter? yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think they were two of the characters as well um but it was just like this weird like anime show that like we still haven't gotten a season two for but i like i i love the first season like i go back and watch it it's super entertaining but uh ezra was one of the brainchilds behind it like that was basically a collaboration between him and jaden smith to just like Hey, we both like anime. We both like this particular sect of anime. Like, let's just make our own version of it. And that's that, interesting. That's really wild. Right. And that also happened in this weird time gap, right? This big six year this gap between making music. So just a lot of stuff going on that I think you can kind of see traces of throughout uh throughout this album. But, that's uh, wild, dude. Whoa. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say. I was gonna say my favorite cut from the album at the moment. It like changes day to day, uh, but right now it's unbearably white and uh, super cool. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll. Uh, do you want to do you want to wrap it up with unbearably white, or do you want to play another song after this? Or something? yeah, yeah. Let's let's roll out to unbearably white because uh, hell yeah, it's fitting. Good deal, dude. Get get plug plug your plug your uh, plug your IG and stuff and your YouTube channel. Oh shit! Yeah, so. <laughs> You can find me at Chase504 on Instagram. Um, you know, shoot me a message on there if you have something in particular that you want us to talk about, you want us to review. Can't promise that we'll get to it or that uh, I'll be willing to listen to it. Um, but definitely always open to, to new music, new things. Um, 
I think I think next week we're probably going to be talking about this new this new Drake uh, BS that just came out. This whole this whole stack of uh, Lucy's that he put together in a, in a package, <laughs> gave it a cool name, and then rolled it out to get that stream money. I, I, I say more power to him, honestly. But uh, I think that'll probably be next week for sure. Yeah, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, all right, this is this is unbearably white off of Vampire Weekend's Father of the Bride. You can find me at Armin Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. That was really good, dude. That's a good song. I definitely add, I add that to my liked playlist. That's a really good song. That one's su- that's super sick. That that's like the that's like the pinnacle of like uh, I feel like what the album's all about. It's like making um, these like combinations of like uh, this is about this could be about a relationship, but this is also kind of like my worldview. Like there's an avalanche coming. Don't cover your eyes. It's hard on the body. It's hard on the mind. It's just uh, it's good. It's good songwriting. And, uh, man, it's a really good album. I don't know if I got that across, but I really, it's really, really good. Like, it's I think you hard, got it across. It's hard to find like flaws in it. <laughs>